0: their flagpoles at 7 o'clock in September on a specific Wednesday, and this year it's September 25th. Students will be meeting at their flagpoles all across the states and praying for their schools and for their nation. We have a little video that's going to tell us a little bit more about it. Guys, I went to see you at the poll when I was in high school, and I want to encourage all of you guys to do the same thing. This is not something that I take lightly. I think you guys need to all understand, if you don't already, the power of prayer is what changes us. When we pray, we are inviting God into our schools. When we don't, it's like saying, God, we don't need you. When we neglect to pray, we are neglecting God. If you want to see change in your life, in your school, in your families, wherever you go, that is what prayer does. When you pray, you open that door. It's like saying, God, please come in. We need you here. And the more we pray, the more God can move. Amen? Okay, and I want to encourage you guys. You guys got to go. And I know some of our youth leaders, we were talking about it before service, and it's been on my heart. I've been praying about this. We are going to try to go to the flagpoles with you to encourage you guys to pray. I know some of us can't because we have commitments to our jobs. It might be a little bit hard. So I'm not going to say who's going where yet, but we are making an effort because we want to support you guys and let you know, like, there are other believers at your schools. It's not just you guys. But if you guys take that bold step of faith, and you spread the word, you make, you print off a flyer, you get it approved, you put it up around your school, those other believers are going to be like, oh, they're doing that. I'm going to go. If they're saying they're going to be there, I'm going to be there too. So guys, get involved. Be active. Take that step. Move forward. Be responsible. You know, grow up a little bit and take initiative. I know you guys can do it. Amen. So now we're going to talk about our offerings. Our offering is what we give unto God. A tithe is 10% of everything we earn. And after that, Anything after our 10% is our offering. So if you want to give your tithe and then you want to give an extra $5 to missions or $10 or whatever amount on your heart, God says that we have to willingly give that. That's an offering. If you guys want to s- – actually, we can go on to our example. Dun-dum-dum. What is 10% of four hundred dollars or $472? Anyone can shout it out. There it is. Very, 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 very Good. Awesome y'all. Good job. I have a verse. We're going to read this verse together in a moment, but I'm going to read to you guys this verse. It's from Malachi 3:10 and it says, "Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby and thereby put me to the test," says the Lord of hosts. "I will not open the windows. Oop, there it goes. Says the Lord, "I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out for you a blessing until there is no more need. Basically, God's saying, test me in this. I want to show you that I am God and I am good. So when you trust me and you give your offering willingly, I am going to pour myself out, my blessings. And I'm always up here talking, guys, like, God's going to open the floodgates of heaven. He wants to bless you. If you give, he will bless you. And this is it. This is proof that God is saying, test me in this. I want to show you I'm real. I want to show you I'm good. Give your offering, guys. God will show up and show off in your life. And I know all of us have needs. Amen? I mean, who doesn't? Raise your hand if you're good, you're set, you have nothing you want or need ever. No, tomorrow you're going to wake up and there's going to be a need. There's going to be a need for food. There's going to be a need for something. But God says, you know, when we pray and when we give our offerings and we seek his face and we give and we willingly are obedient to God, he opens those floodgates of heaven and pours himself out on us in so many ways, not just financially. So I want to encourage you all. Let's stand up together and read Acts twenty thirty five. On the count of three, one, two, three, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Lord, we thank you that you are a good God, that you are faithful to come through. Lord, I just ask that you would break the hearts of greed in this place, Lord, that we would willingly give unto you, trusting you that you will come through and you will prevail, that you are the provider of every need, Lord, I ask that you use us in our high schools. Lord, that you would give us boldness, Jesus, that it would just be part of who we are. Lord, that you would pour yourself out on us tonight in this place, that we would overflow and we would leave and we would not be the same. Have your way in us tonight. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Come up as you give. There's a bucket right up here. Uh,
1: Yeah. Beautiful condescension. My Savior came from the heavens. Laid his head among men. Redeemed humanity was the intention. Some think he only gave them all a moral lesson. Well, if you believe that, you're missing the point like running on sentences. After I die, be resurrected. My family will be chilling in the sky like the Jetsons. So I buy my head for the meal. Thank God for his provision. Reminded, this ain't the only word that I need for living. Boy, that's in you living. Is not freedom? That's prison. Trapped by your own conviction. Reminded, the clock's ticking off. Through many years of rebelling, hearts grow. When cold as a blizzard, only the gasp could melt them. So, all right, guys, let's prepare our hearts for worship. You guys you can all stand up, it, come up to you the name. front. How you money, Thank you. Later, you. been in time, but time stops the same. You want to live fast, die young, you dummy live wise, die ready whenever the moment comes. The power of life and death is down in the tongue. So, we're using every breath to lift up the name of the sun. I, I came to lift them all high. Can't nobody tell me different, and if they coming through hearing, well, I hope all of y'all listen up. Uh, I came to lift them all high, and can't nobody tell me different, and if they coming through hearing, well, I hope all of y'all listen up. Yeah. This is round number two Found in the truth Drinking living water Like the fountain of youth Ooh. Forever young I live eternal People are gonna burn you When they do Tell me who you turn to Living horizontal Look vertical Men hold on Eyes forward Stand tall No you're urine No man It's a servant who Died to himself Put his pride in the funeral Baby me with no tombstone I speak the truth But y'all don't wanna listen There's souls to be one So I say let's go get them Ain't talking about cards When I say I go fishing I still hate religion What's to. why you think
2: i'm a christian they want to know the difference the peace welcome 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 amen amen let's just prepare our hearts right now to worship god he's in this place and you know what the best way when you're when you're going to meet somebody you know like you prepare to meet somebody like, fellas, check this out. Watch this. Fellas, if you know you got a date, you ain't just rolling out of bed and showing up. Like, hey, what's good? Hair sticking out, looking like alfalfa, right? I mean, some of you guys may take hours, like, adding every hair in its place, right? So when you walk up to that place, like, hey, you leave a lasting impression. You know what I mean? I mean, that's how it was when I went my first date with Christina. Woo! I tell you what, you know, when we come before the presence of God, right, how do we prepare ourselves, you know, do we say like, man, you know what, it's just songs, it don't mean nothing, right, or do you say, man, I, I believe God is here, that when I sing, God hears my voice, like he singles me out from the crowd, you know, he can do that, and he hears that, and when I sing to God, he's happy, and do you mean it from your heart, you know what I mean, so right now, let's just prepare our hearts, you know, no condemnation You know, because we get to meet and talk with Jesus. And right now, just prepare your heart. Man, maybe you came to this place and you said, man, I'm not ready to talk to God. Because I don't know what that's going to be like. The Bible says that he died for all mankind. So you don't have to worry about nothing. If your life doesn't match up to how the Bible says you should match up, you can come to Jesus right now and ask him for forgiveness. Come on, right now, let's just prepare our hearts. God, we believe that you're here. And that for every person, God, Man, God, maybe it's their first time, maybe it's their first time in a while, God, for every person here, God, that you would touch their heart and speak to them. Oh, Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Let me sing it out, Water You Turn.
3: Water, you turned into wine.
2: You opened the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Come on, sing into. Into the darkness you
3: shine. And out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. Our
2: God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you
3: are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome power. Our God and our God,
2: sing it again. Our God is greater, our God is
3: stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome power, our God. And our God. Our
4: God. We'll
2: sing in too into the darkness you shine and out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you none like you come on sing it our god is greater our god is stronger god you are higher than any
3: other our god is healer Awesome in power, our God, and our God. Let me you sing. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are Our God is healer. awesome in power, our God, and our God. Our so, is our God is
2: We're singing it for our God. And
3: if I got us for us, then who could ever stop us? And if I got us with us, then what can stand against? And if I got us for us, then who could ever stop us? And if I got us with us, then what can stand against? What can stand again? Oh, sing our God Our God
2: is greater Our God is stronger God, you are
3: higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome Vow and power Our God And our God Sing out. Our God is greater our God is stronger. God, You are higher than any other. Our God is healer, He's awesome in power. God, go sing it if our God. Oh, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God is for us. Then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can send again? Come on, give him praise. But what can sin again?
2: Come on, voice. We'll oh, sing it out Our God. Our God is greater.
3: Our God is healer, awesome in power.
2: Our God, one more time, our God. Our God God is greater, our God is stronger. God,
4: You are.
3: Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God. Our
2: God, and if our God, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what can stand against? And if our God, go see it. in a moment of worship right now and that's so true we got so many things going on in our life and man sin comes out of nowhere man sometimes you may come up to these altars you may come to church and you may feel good and be like man I'm glad I came to God and I repented of my sin I'm glad that God still got to my back but so many times when we go back to school We're around family, we're around friends, we fall into temptation, and sometimes it's hard to come up in these worship times and really fully worship God because we feel like, man, He doesn't, He knows I'm a hypocrite, He knows I'm lying, He knows I ain't keeping it real. But I have some good news for you today that God, when Jesus died on that cross, He didn't die for the sins just of yesterday. He died for your present, come on, and your sins that you would do in the future. Man, how does that work, Pastor Adam? How does that work, man? God so loved you so much that he looked, and he turned to these time, and he saw that, man, you can't do it on your own. And so he came, and he came down as a human. Fully God, fully man, and he lived a life amongst us, and he showed us how to live for God. He showed us what it's like to put God first in everything. Jesus, God himself, came, and he took our sin when he died upon a cross. And I tell you what, that God, when he died upon that cross, Jesus, he saw you. Come on, he saw you in eternity's eye. So what does that mean? But if you're here in this place and something's holding you back, come on, and you know who you are. Something's holding you back, and it's because of sin. You don't have to be held back right now. Come on. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you wouldn't be bound to that feeling like, man, I'm always a failure. Man, this is new to me. I'll never fit in. No, God wants you to fit in right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. If that's you, if there's something in your life and you're bound to sin, And you're saying, man, I just have these patterns. I have these bad habits that I just can't shake. Come on. God is here for you right now. So if that's you, all eyes closed in this place. God is here. Jesus is here. Come on. If that's you right now, I just want you to just lift your hands in faith right now. Come on, all across this room. Just lift your hands. No shame. Jesus knows who you are. Come on. Hands going up. Hands going up. Come on, and I want you right now to cry out to God. Come on, you're crying out to a God who hears you. Come on, you're crying out to a God who knows every mistake. And you know what he says to you? You know what he says to you? He says, I forgive you. Come on, if you come to me, I forgive you. I'll take your sins. Come on, I'll erase them. I'll take your burdens. I'll take your shame. Come on, I'll take your mistakes right now. With hands ready. Come on, won't you say that to God? God, I'm giving you my
3: sin and name it. Come on. We come to you, Lord. We come to you. We come to you, oh God. We come to you. Yeah, yeah.
2: As you worship him, we're going to sing this next song because we believe strongly that the love of God is in this place. Amen. Come on, I said that the love of God is in this place. Amen. Come on, I don't believe it. The love of God is in this place. Amen. Come on, we're gonna worship and we're gonna believe that the love of God is in this place. Cause I hope you brought your dancing shoes today, cause we're all gonna dance today. Come on, sing it out. Time got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. Sing it out.
3: Innocent open. Heaven, It's your releasing, and we will never be
2: denied. Come stir up. Yeah, we're stirring up deep, deep
3: wells. Stir it up. We're stirring up deep, deep waters. We're going to dance in the river. Dance in the river. Yeah, we're stirring up deep, deep wells. Stirring up deep deep waters, we're gonna jump in the river. Jump in the river Deep cries out to deep cries out to Deep cries out to deep cries out to We cry out and we out Deep cries out, to deep cries out to Deep cries out, to deep cries out to cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. yeah, it out. And I've got, let me hear you. River, living, water, mountain. And never will run dry. Put us in open heaven. And it's an open heaven, you're releasing. We will never be denied. We're gonna up.
2: Yeah, we're serving up deep, deep wells. Serving up deep, deep waters. We're gonna dance. Yeah, we're gonna dance.
3: Yeah, we serving up deep, deep wells. We're serving up deep. Come on, and jump. Gonna jump yeah. Jumping. Everybody sing it out. Team crash out. Cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out to, we cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. Deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out, deep cries out to, we cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. Gonna clap your clap those hands.
2: Go. If he goes to the left, here we go. And if he goes to the left, then we're going to the left. And if he goes to the right, then we're going to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump. Jump, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, then we're going to the left. And if he goes to the right, and we're going, come on. we're gonna
3: jump, 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 jump in the river, jump, jump 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 everybody If he goes to the left Then we going And if he
2: goes to the right Come on and dance We're gonna dance, dance 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 in the river Dance 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 One more time And if he goes to the left Then we going to And if he goes to the right We're gonna shout we're gonna shout, shout 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 in the river Shout shout Deep cries, out, deep cries
3: out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out to. We cry out, we cry out to You, Jesus, one more time. We cry out, we cry out to You, Jesus. Oh. Give me
2: some praise. Don't let it stop. Don't let it stop. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Just so worthy. Thank you, Lord. God, we don't take these times for granted, God. God, give us eyes to see what's really happening in this place, God. Oh, Lord, let our hearts be sensitive to what you're doing right now. God, let us be aware of right now the heavens opening up, Lord, and your grace falling all over this place. Your love falls all over this place, God. God, help us to be aware of your spirit, Lord. God, help us to be aware of what's available to us right now. Right now, this very moment to each and every person because of your son, Jesus
4: Christ. We want to know more. want to know more. want to know you.
3: More. Come on, in your own words, tell Him I want to know you, Lord.
2: I want to be sensitive to what you're doing right now. Come on. He's trying to talk to some of you guys, but some of y'all are waiting for the next song. But God's not on that right now. God's trying to speak directly to your heart. Some of y'all want to get past. Maybe it's awkward for you to sing. Maybe it's to stand this long next to somebody you don't know. Come on, God is trying to talk to you right now. because
4: sensitive, Lord. Wanna hear your voice Wanna hear your Lord What are you saying to us? God speak to us.
2: Come on, I'm just going to play right now. We're not going to sing any song to protect you right now, but this is what we want. This may be new for some of you guys, but bear with me. I just want you guys to sing whatever God puts on your heart. Man, just a really quick testimony and encouragement for you guys, then we're going to go ahead and sing. Man, sometimes when I get before God, I just don't have any words to say. I just don't know where to start. You know, like, do I start with this? Do I start with this? And sometimes you just got to start with just praise. And then God just speaks to my heart, and he comes and he meets me there every single time. He meets me every single time. And so some of you guys, you maybe not know what to say. What do I do right now? I'm not going to just stand around and do nothing. Come on, why don't you just sing and praise to God? Man, God, I thank you, God, because I'm alive. God, I thank you right now, because my family, they have health. God, I thank you right now, God, because... I know your son, Jesus Christ, and I'm saved. And when I die, I have the assurance of going to heaven. Come on, just start praising him. You got many things to praise him for. Come on. Oh, we thank you, God. Come on right now, open up your mouth. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him. Come on and need for some of my 201 leaders to so help them out. Come on and be bold and start praising the Lord. Come on, let them get encouraged by your testimony, what God is doing in your life. Come on, 201 leaders. Speak out the blessings of the Lord. Come on and praise him.
3: Thank you, God. Yeah. you, are a God. You always meet me. Yeah. You always meet me, Lord. You always stand by my side. Oh Lord, oh Lord, love satisfies. Thank You, Lord. Whatever You want, whatever You want, whatever You want. So long to you. So long to you.
2: Come on, this entire month we're getting in our back to school series, and last week we talked about the will of God. Just an attitude of prayer. We talked about the will of God, and we were asking, man, God, what's your will for us? And many of us, it starts at, God, I want to answer the call. And we were reminded by the testimony of Peter when Jesus called him. The Bible said immediately, immediately, he dropped everything that he was doing, and he followed Jesus. At once, there was no hesitation. Man, I just feel this in my heart right now, that God is calling us to to this path. God is calling us, and he has plans for our life, and that's what we're talking about today. Many of us, when we look at our lives, we look at how impossible it may be, how difficult it may be, because of all the peer pressure and of all what society would expect for us and everything that our friends are doing. It may seem like a mountain that we have to climb, and it almost seems like an impossible mountain. But God is saying everything is possible with him. Come on, with all eyes closed, really quick, I'm going to pray. We're going to sing this last song. God, I pray for every student in this place, God, that, God, they would have an encounter with you, God, and that they would be reminded, God, that it's not impossible, that it's not impossible, that, God, even when they're feeling dry and empty on the inside, that, God, you will fill them up. You satisfy their every need, God. And we thank you, Lord, because you always come through. Jesus, you're always on time. It may not be on our time, but God, you're always on time. So, God, we pray that you would give us strength and endurance to climb these mountains, Lord. Step by step, day by day, we give you full control. In Jesus' name, we pray. And I will climb. This mountain with my hands why open i will climb this mountain with my hands why open i will climb
3: this mountain with my hands why open i will climb this mountain with my hands Come on, let's sing
2: that again. I will climb.
3: And I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will. I will climb this mountain with my hands Come on, in closing, would you lift your hands on me? Let's sing it out. Wide open, I will climb this mountain with my hands Wide open, I will climb this mountain with my hands Wide open, I will climb this Wide open I will find this mountain with my hands. Wide open I will Oh come on give them praise give him praise We'll sing one more time. I will climb. Yes, I will climb this mountain with my hands. I no I will climb this mountain with my hands. I no yes, I will climb this mountain with my hands.
2: On, would you just grab the hand of your neighbor next to you? Come on, an attitude of prayer. Come on, would you just begin to pray for them that they would just be sensitive to what the Lord has in this place for them? Come on, pray for the person to your right or to your left. Come on. You don't know them by name, that's fine. Come on, just pray in general. Gotta pray that you just open up their hearts, God. Doesn't matter if you're holding the hand of a leader, come on. Open up our hearts, God. We want to be sensitive to your spirit. This is your church. We're here for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To start praying for the other person if you haven't started already. Come on, God's presence is here right now. Come on. Oh, Oh,
3: God.
2: Yeah, we pray for every person in this place, God, that they would have an encounter with you tonight. Lord, that even if we've had encounters with you, God, that we wouldn't grow old to it, God. That we would desire it, God. That, God, you will make our hearts sensitive to everything that's going on, God. Not just for ourselves, but for our neighbors, for our brothers, for our sisters, God. God, we pray that you would consume uh, this time of the word, God. Would you have your way in Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, and everybody said, come on, give the Lord some praise man, y'all can do me the kind favor, begin to make your way back to the first and second row. Somewhere in the middle for me, please. We're so excited you're here this night.
3: to walk in
2: Test one too. Many, 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 man. Amen. Can I get an amen in the place if the Lord is good? Come on. Hallelujah. Do me a favor, bust out your Bibles. Your B-I-B-L-E's. Yes, that's the book for me. Right? So open up your Bibles and open up with me to Jeremiah. 29 we're going to continue in our back to school series i can tell by your faces that many of you guys are excited to be back in school y'all love it y'all love your education y'all got it going tell me why i don't understand the thing if no one likes being back in school then why do people wear the nerd glasses like if it's the thing to do you know what i mean they put tape right and then hey i'm saying it looks good on some but for others hey i Maybe it's not your thing, but everybody sports it because it's a look, but everybody makes fun of the nerd. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, you're a nerd. Check this out. I was on the baseball team um, all throughout my, my time in high school, and I made it to the varsity team as a, as a sophomore. So I'll tell you a little bit about my skill, but not to brag, but I just remember every time we had grade reports, the coach said, hey, listen, if you have an F, you cannot practice. If you have an F for this amount of time, best believe it, you are sitting out for some games when the season starts. And every time progress report came out, there were some fellas that went up there like, so they called up a name, they go up and get the progress report, hey, you got an F. They'll come to practice all next week until you get that up, until we have a meeting with your teacher. And they would walk up, there like, they're bad and cool, like, yeah, I got an F. Like, they were proud of it. Everybody was like, oh, like, give me that, yeah. And I'm like, what a dummy, you know? I'm like, this guy's dumb. And, and they never had to call up my name. You know why? Because when I went to school, I was about school. You know, graduated high school, 4.0 GPA. And I remember, you know what they called me? They called me nerd. I'm like, Adam, what do you got? A's and B's. Nerd. Nerd. Dude, I'm starting when the baseball season comes around. I'm practicing next week. Call me a nerd. Call me a nerd. You know what I mean? So it's opposite. It's weird how we celebrate when people are like, oh, it's cool, but, I, you know, what? we kind of make fun of people that are doing well, you know? So I, I kind of want to open up your minds today to the word of God as we get back to school and try to see things God's way, right, in God's perspective, not in that weird like what our friends kind of say and what they do and what they dictate is good or what is right, right? We want to know what God has for our lives. And last week, we talked about the will of God. Somebody say the will of God. Okay, so we talked about what's God's will for my life. You know, that giant question mark every time you think every time, every time you think about, man, what's God desiring for my heart? We talked about it like, man, the ways you find out the will of God, some categories to help you out was what you get into the word of God. Man, some of you guys don't know God because y'all don't read your Bible. Y'all don't know what he's like. And you guys get impressions of God based on relationships of maybe some good people, based on relationships of how you may think God is, but God is nothing to how you may think he is. Read your word, you find out who this God is and his, and his will for you, amen? Another way you can find what's God's will for your life is to have good, godly people to keep you accountable to God's word. Every time when you're making big decisions in your life, like, man, I'm about to get in a relationship with old girl. Let me ask my pastor if I should do that. Hey, man, that girl, she's really pretty. She's cute. She's Puerto Rican. Um, you know, she's Mexican, too. Uh, whatever your flavor is, right? Whatever your style is. Man, you know what? But she don't go to church. Um, I'm going to say no. But, but why? She's pretty, and she's finally looking my way. Don't mean a thing. If you plan not to... Uh, If you actually go into a relationship without having to, without putting God first, you are planning to fail. Hello. Having accountability is so important. Amen. And the last thing we talked about for the will of God was having the spirit of God lead you. You know, what is God leading you towards? And that can be somewhat of a a kind of confusing thing for some, especially for those who don't get in the Bible. You don't read the word of God, so you're not familiar with what God is saying. And you don't have accountability. Some of you guys may go off a of women and think like, man, I think God wants me to do this. I'm going to tell you what, God will never tell you to do something contrary to his word. So if you want to make excuses for sin and say, man, I think God is wanting me to do this, God never says that. He never makes space for it. As a matter of fact, he calls you to live holy, righteous, just as he is. And so we understand that, man, that's God's will for our life. And as we live our life in those three kind of categories, getting in the word of God, having accountability, and and having the spirit of God, God tell you, like how I'm talking to you, God speak to you and lead you. That's what we believe. That's why we gather here together, because God is alive. He's not dead. He speaks to us. And I pray that today that you guys will hear the voice of God, okay? If you guys come in here and say, man, God has something for me, you will get something from God. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're the oldest person here. From the married couple to the veterans. I like to call them the vets because, man, they're married, they have kids, they're living for God, going to Bible college, have jobs. I mean, they're doing it. Even from the veterans to the youngest among us. If you come into the the house of God and say, man, God has something for me, God will bless you. Okay? And today we're talking about the plans for your life. God's plan for your life. Everybody there in Jeremiah 29, amen? Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. And this is a popular verse. If you've never been inside of church, you may have heard this somewhere. You may have seen it uh, quoted, uh, may have heard it quoted. You may have seen it on um maybe tag somewhere, I don't know, but it's very popular, this verse, um, Jeremiah 29, verses 11 uh, through 13, if you guys don't have it, we're working to get it on you for the screen, on the screen rather, but it says this, and this is God speaking, okay, and we believe that when God speaks in his word, he's speaking to us, okay, He is he's speaking to us, and so by default, God is speaking to these people here in this passage, but he's also prophetically Speaking to us, and he's saying, listen, for I know, who's I? God. So imagine if Jesus rolled up here, right? And he stands before you, and he reads this off. Take it for face value. This is God speaking. Here we go. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Somebody say hope. Come on. Then he will call upon me. Come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, like I said, a very popular verse, but what's going on here? I love this. If you read this, the Bible says that God in heaven, right now, in heaven, controlling the universe... Okay, how does the earth spin in its axis and it doesn't go flying off in orbit? How does it stay on that one axis where if, we, if it was up one degree, the whole earth would be in flames. If it was down one degree, we have like a total, like blizzard, like ice age, crazy. How does the earth stay in orbit? How does the sun stay in that one place, the moon, everything work like that? God. So God in heaven right now in control of the universe, the galaxies, everything as we know it. That God who's running the universe, has plans for our life. Do You know that? God looks at your life right now, and he sees your beginning, and he sees your end. God is outside of time. God is not bound by time, but he works in time. Check that out. God doesn't worry about time like how we worry about it. He's not bound to it. You see, for us, within a day, we have 24 hours. You know, if you're late to school, you're late to school. So we have to work, right, when the sun is up and we sleep when the sun is down. God, he's not bound by time. And God looks at your life, and he has plans. God right now, this very moment, knows who you're going to marry, where you're going to go to college, uh, what your family's going to look like, what you're going to wake up and do tomorrow. God knows all of it. He knows. He knows. How does he know? He's God. He created you. He's outside time. He looks at the timeline of your life, and he sees everything, and he acts in time. The Bible says this, for I know the plans I have for you. So God knows, and he has plans for us. Here's the thing. Some of us, we may have a lot of questions. Who should I date? I mean, that's a really good question. If you haven't been thinking about it, good. God bless your heart. Don't think about it, (laughs) right? But if you have been thinking about it, you're saying, man, I'm due, all right? I've been loving God, and you know what? I, you know, there's some pretty young ladies here at the church that are, you know, worshiping God. You know, I, fellas, I know the dr- I know the tricks. You know, you come to youth group, you say, man, I don't want no girlfriend, right, but when worship's going on, you can have your eyes open looking for the one who's praising God, I'm like, Jesus, I love you. are like, that's the one I'm coming after. So, ladies, just don't be fooled. If it's just kind of like sly, like, hey, what's up, how you doing? Just want to hang out. Question it. You watching me worship? Ask him that, okay? But here's the thing. You know, if you're thinking about that, who does God want you to date? Some of us, we don't even think like that. We just go ahead, I'm just going to date her. Like, God doesn't care. Yeah, God lets you make your choices. But, man, you know, when you make choices, sometimes you really have to think it through. Because if you get in a relationship with somebody that you really haven't gone to God with, sometimes you're going to get into a relationship that might not be good for you, that may take you away from God. That's what happened to me. Senior year in high school, I hadn't had an official real girlfriend. So I'm just like, man, here I am, stuck. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be the guy on the baseball team not to have a girlfriend. So I, you know, I went up to, at the time, um, a girl who was like a really good friend of us. She was one of the guys. She was everywhere we went. We went out to eat after our baseball practice. She was there. Uh, we went out. I mean, she even came to my home when some of the guys were hanging out. She's there. She's one of the guys. And then one day I a man. I think I like her. You know, I'm going to ask her out. Never once did I think, of like, man, I'm going to pray like, God, do you want me to get into this? Not once. I'm like, man, I like her. I'm going after it. The long story short, I got in a relationship with this young lady who herself hadn't really fully committed her life to Christ. What ended up happening was me trying to win her over to Christ, but at the same time, I was conflicted because I wasn't putting Christ first. So I ended up doing things with her that did not please God, sinning against God, and by my, by my relationship with her and me you know, having sex before marriage with her, what ended up happening is she started falling more and more away from God. And she started looking at me as a God figure, like, all I need is Adam. Because he loves me, and at that point in time, she had lost um, someone very close to her, and that was the only family that she had. And, and so it was messed up. And it even got to a point where she said, you know what, I'm not even going to come to church. And I'm thinking like, man, many times in that relationship, even though I didn't pray to come to God and ask him about it, there were times where God was telling me he was using my pastor at the time. Pastor Joe, he was a youth pastor at Elevate to preach, and I'm telling you, I'm sitting down right where you're at, and he's telling me, like, man, if you're living in sin right now with your relationship with your girlfriend, if you spend more time on the phone talking to your girlfriend than you do with God, that girlfriend, that person is an idol in your life, and you need to break up, plain as day. And I'm thinking about, he can't be talking about me, you know, you kind of pass it off. Hey, is that you today? You spend more time talking to uh, somebody else, maybe a, a, a relationship you're trying to invest in than you do talking to God. Man, today, now social media is so big. You spend more time in Facebook than you do with God. Hey, something's wrong. Like Christina said today as she was doing announcements, if you don't pray, then you're saying by your actions, God, I don't need you. Okay, so we're going to get right now specifically what's God's plan for your life. Amen. And the Bible tells me before I, knows the, before I know the plan I have for you. And the Bible says this, God always has plans for welfare and future of those who are his. And he always has plans to give his children hope. Okay. And we're going to look into that. And that may seem like, man, I want that. That's good. And and God wants to give you that. And then we're going to look at the life of Jesus. Y'all ready? Okay, let's do this. Here we go. First point that I wanted to, to make here. You know, I, I love whenever we get into the Bible, you know, I, I went to Bible college and I just never knew just like any Bible or passage that I want to read. I can just read it and it's good. And yeah, for the most part, that's good. But I like to get in and know the, the text of the passage. So right here in Jeremiah 29 11, you got to know what's happening. OK, see this historical background at this point in time. The nation of Israel, God's people, the ones who God said, listen, I'm calling you out of your sin. You're going to be a great nation. You're going to follow me. I'm going to be your God. And through you, all nations would know me. Okay? So Israel was supposed to be the example of what it's like to serve God so that other people can come to God through the nation of Israel. But check this out. The nation of Israel, God's chosen people, were not living for God. So we have a dilemma here. God calls them out. and He says, hey, listen, you're going to live separately. You're going to live different from everyone around you. Doesn't matter what these neighboring nations are doing. If they're bowing down to all these idols made out of gold, if they're bowing down to this cow and it's made out of gold, you don't do that. You don't have any idols before me because I'm God. And so God told them how to live. and, And at one point in time, they said, man, you know what? We don't really have to do that. And they started going by their own plans started doing their own things. And here in the book of Jeremiah, God throughout the Bible raised up people to remind them, like, hey, listen, get back on track. Hey, listen, it's not going to go well for you. Stop sinning. God would raise up people to keep it so real, get up in the P- Israelites' faces that they get so uncomfortable. And Jeremiah was a prophet. He was a man of God saying, man, you listen, get it right. Stop sinning. You know, stop sleeping around. Stop getting drunk. Stop smoking. Stop being bitter in your heart. Stop being jealous. Stop stealing. God will get up in these people's faces and he would use men and women of God. And specifically in this book, Jeremiah. So Jeremiah, if you read this, man, Jeremiah is telling him off. He was called the weeping prophet because it got to a point where God had put it in his heart like, man, these people, my people are way off. And Jeremiah was so burdened by the people, by the people's sins and how they have fallen off for God, that he was a weeping prophet. that man, he was be so moved, like, man, he's telling these people, "Get right with God, Get right with God." And in the midst of sobering, in the midst of, of like real and, and harsh like rebukes, God says this, you know? It reminds me of my father growing up, like I, I mentioned this before, like when your mom spanks you, you know, because she's a woman and sometimes she don't got a lot of like uh, torque in the wrist. You'd be like, oh, man, if, if, if I do something, mom's going to spank me. OK, I can, I'll take it like oh, I don't hurt. But if dad got home, you better believe you're hiding. OK, I used to hide. We used to have bunk beds and, um, you know, I used to hide on the side. I used to push my bed out and hide there. and hope my dad would not find me. Every time he came, that's the first place he looked. But I still tried. Maybe one day he would not find me. So I'm in there, and I'm having pillows. Because all I hear, my dad walked to the door, hey, honey, you won't believe what your son did. What did he do? And I couldn't hear them. like, oh, here he comes. And all you would hear is the bell unroll. You ever heard that before? It sends chills up your spine. If you never heard it, I wish I could do it now. But I'm not going to. It's like, oh, snap. So I'm bracing myself. Right, And I don't hear anything. And I just hear the door open like he's sneaking up on me. My face is covered. Everything is covered. Now all I just remember is like, Adam, come out or it's going to be worse. And I pretend I'm not there. Bless me, y'all. <laughs> I pretend I'm not there. And he will begin to swing. And sometimes he's hitting wall and he's getting frustrated. So it's coming hard and my hand will be out to try to block it. And when the hand, ah, ah, you heard me. Like fake cry. It hurts. It hurts. Stop, stop, stop get out now. I know that don't hurt. Oh, man. And so he got out there, and you just have to take it. You know, you just have to, like, go for it. And man, you try to time it as best as you can. Like, oh, if you timed it, you got another one, and just got to take it. And I remember times after that, my father coming up to me. After, like, I'm crying, you know, and he's going back, and he's, you know, and, and everything's going on normal. Like, if the other two, my brother and my sister didn't do anything wrong, he's loving on them, and he's, I'm like, man, get upset. But that was would would come back to me in times like you know I did that right, and he would tell me, hey, you no know, I did that right, and so I you know sometimes I remember it's just like no I and he he would explain, that don't roll here, that don't roll when you disrespect your mother like that, you are not gonna get away with that. You are not. And I remembered. I can't say those things, so my father in the mist. Of him spanking me would come back and love on me and explain, Hey, listen, don't do that again. This is why I did that. But I love you. But I love you. In the midst of, of words where the Israelites are getting rebuked and, and they're and basically, this was going to happen to you because you fell away from God. God says this For I know the plans I have for you. Plans. To, to For your welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Man, I, I want to get into this right now. General categories for the plans of your life. And if you're taking notes, start writing these things down. You can go back, remind yourself um, about these things. God says, I know the plans I have for you. You know, in his words, they, they bring us great comfort. You can be okay when God says that, you know. The tension is, man, does God know the plans? No, he knows. The tension is, I want to know. Man, wh- man, what does he have for me? So here it is, general categories for the plans of your life. Here we go. You ready? Number one, welfare. Somebody say welfare. Welfare. The Hebrew word, shalom, meaning the complete state of well-being, fulfillment, prosperity, peace. Right there, welfare. Plans for your welfare. It means Shalom. You know, in the original word, and this is what it means. The complete state of well-being, fulfillment, prosperity, and peace. You know, as God looks down to the telescope of time, his plans for you are total well-being. Think about your life right now. And God says, man, for your entire life, I want peace. I want prosperity. I want your well-being as, as your, my interest. That's what I have for you, God says. Welfare. The plans of our life. General categories. Man, it's going to be okay with me. No matter what I go through, it is going to be okay. He promises me. The Bible says, I know the plans I have for you. He promises me welfare, well-being, fulfillment, prosperity, and peace. God has my back. Hey, stop worrying about these things. You know? Man, some of you guys may go through... Listen to me, I know what it's like, I, I'm, I'm a counselor at a high school of kids that have dropped out from normal high school, so, so this is like a secondary high school, and they go through some stuff. I'm telling you, some of us, we, ma'am, you know what, this way, they go through stuff, and not to kind of like minimize or trying to say like, man, what you're going through is not real. But let's be honest, we go through stuff, okay? And sometimes we have to come in here, try to force a smile. And some of you guys may have it on your face. But let me tell you, God says that he has your well-being in mind. So instead of coming up like, man, you know, I'm having a hard day. I'm not saying, man, we can't be sad or anything like that. I'm saying that, man, when we are sad, let's take it to God. Hello? Let's start changing our behaviors and our attitudes and how we see things in our lives. Man, mom and dad are going through a divorce. Hey, this is not fun times, but God has my well-being in mind. I'm holding on. His plans for you are total well-being. Hello? Let's keep on going. General plans, general categories for God's plans in our life. They're not for evil. The Bible says that, right? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil. God's plans take us away from evil. And our plans tend to take us smack into the middle of it. Ain't that so Ain't that so true? I'll read that again. God's plans take us away from evil. Our plans tend to take us smack into the middle of it. Let me ask you this. Are you consulting God in your plans? Hello? Are you? Listen. As simple as this. Man, I want to go see that new movie Insidious. Hey. You know, October's rolling around, man, I want to go to that, 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 that haunted house, man, it's real crazy. People come out there crying, chills, I mean, they get nightmares, I want to go to that. Are you consulting God with your plans? Because some of you guys don't know, by little things like that, you invite the enemy into your life. You say, hey, listen, I may go to church. But I want you to come into this area of my life. And don't kid yourselves to thinking it's just this one thing. It's just this one time. It's just this one little getaway with this girl. It's just this one time, this one click of a button, and it's all right. If you allow the enemy to come into your life in any area, he won't just come in that little place. You give an inch, he'll take a foot. And I tell you what, some of you guys are not aware of the spiritual attacks that are happening in your life. God's plans take us away from evil. Our plans tend to take a smack in the middle of it. I'll tell you what, this was at a time when I was backslidden. I left the church, and many, probably not, people, not a lot of people know this story, um, but I remember I was backslidden. I wasn't going to church, and I was only going to a Sunday um, morning church, and I figured, like, man, I'm just going to go upstairs and sleep, and that's what I would do. So I had no relationship, no accountability in my life, and I was with a girl, and we were having sex outside of marriage, and I'm just like, man, you know what? I'm just going to do this, and the conviction of the Lord had left, and I remember one time I was hanging out, and um, it was getting closer towards uh, October. It was the beginning of the month because at the end of the month, I gave my life back to the Lord, but I remember my girlfriend was home um, and, and my sister, and I'm like, man, you know what? Let's look at some scary videos. God, I forget how the conversation is started. I think we were talking about going to another uh, haunted house. And we're like, oh, there was a scary video of some people at a graveyard, and they were looking at the camera, and then something walks by. So we started looking at that stuff. I'm like, man, that's weak. Man, that's weak. So I'm looking at more stuff. And I just remember, I started clicking on things and clicking. And whatever looks scarier, I went with. And I can remember um, putting, putting my, my, my computer in front of me, volume nice and loud, because, man, I wanted to get scared. And I remember clicking on this one video, but before I clicked it, I'm looking at it. I'm like, it's a weird video. And I just remember uh, nothing was happening. My mouse wasn't over it. I remember looking at the video and the face of the, of the lady who was on there. I'm not doing this to scare you or give the enemy any, any credit, but I gave God the glory. This is what happened. I remember looking at the, the video and, and the face was beginning to change. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I click on it like a dummy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, click. It's like, oh, that's weird. And sure enough, it was just like this, this lady with a face, and her face was changing. And it was one of those things where, like, it would scare you at the end. And I'm just, like, trying to pause at that thing. will not pause it. I'm just staring right at it. I'm like, pause, 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 pause. The thing going. And all you hear is a scream. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And I just, like, chills went down my body. And I tried. I closed my laptop. The thing's still screaming. I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I literally took out the battery. I took out the battery to stop that thing. Everyone, my sister to my girlfriend, we were all freaked out, like, oh, my gosh. And then my mom, mom came up. She heard our screams, like, man, what's going on? And we are told that she looks me right in the eye. He says, do not bring that in my house. Never again. This is God's house. Woo! And she prayed for us afterwards. And I remember back then, I was just like, that just gave me chills because I wasn't with God. I went right smack into the, into the middle of evil. God's plans take us away from evil. Our plans had to take a smack into the middle of it. You know, since, uh, since I said that story, I got to go off on this another story. I'll tell you what. That kind of story kind of gives the enemy an impression like, man, the, the enemy, listen, he's, he's not all powerless. Jesus Christ, we have the victory through God. Amen. But the enemy, Satan, he does have powers. He has a, a sense where, like, man, he can lead you into temptation. OK, but listen up. This is another testimony. Give God the credit. Amen. I remember that when I rededicated my life to Christ, man, God was working on my heart. And the day when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, that's when I knew, man, God was going to use me to reach out to young people. Hello. To become a pastor. I remember a couple weeks after that, I began to start planning messages. And I started inviting people from that Spanish church over to my house so we can have a youth group. We can have a Bible study. And I remember that first night after I wrote my first message, I remember, like, the enemy tried to come and, and give me all these, like, nightmares. It was weird. And I woke up in the middle of the night with just chills on my body again. But this time I knew. And I just closed my eyes. I'm like, God, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And then God put this on my mind. He put a picture of a sword. That sword was on fire. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. And right away I knew I'm getting my Bible. I'm getting my Bible. And I and I get my Bible. And I and beginning, I mean I was, you know, I was loving God. I'm just like, God, I'm just gonna open it to wherever it leads. And I open it up, and it takes me right to Ephesians six. Y'all don't know what Ephesians six says, but it talks about the armor of God. Hello? And but the and about the word of the Lord, the sword of the spirit. Hello? And right then and there, I knew that God was with me and the enemy was trying to take me away and trying to discourage me, trying to get me all scared from preaching God's word. I remember that day people came. God touched young people's lives. You know how old I was? 18 years old. Hello? God can use you, all right? Plan's not for evil. Listen, don't do it your way. It'll fail. Do it God's way in everything. Everything. God's way, don't fight it, don't resist it. God's way. If you don't do it God's way, you you fail, you, you, you sin against God. If God tells you to do something very specifically, go and do it. Okay. Before you go and do it, get a, get people around you who so can say, "Man, is God telling me this?" Hey, Amen. I can I can agree with that. You know what I mean? Here we go. God's plans for us to give us a future and the hope. You know, immediately, right now, and eternally. Where we can be confident we're going to go with God. When I die, check this out. When I die, when it's my time, you know, God knows when that's going to be. When I die, I'm going to stand before the Lord. and He's going to look at my life. He's going to replay. He's like, man, Adam, you did this with your life. He's going to ask me, what did you do with your life? And my entire life is going to play on the on the. The video of uh, in the screen of heaven is going to just flash before my eyes. And, you know, I know on that day, I mean, I'll enter right through those pearly great gates, walking on streets of gold. I'll be in heaven. Ah, oh, come on now. I know where I'm going. See, this is not my final place. This is not my eternal home. My place was with God in heaven. So I'm living my life to, my, to the fullest to please him. But God says He he has plans for me to give me a hope and a future, immediately, right now, and eternally. You know, the biblical definition of hope is a confident expectation of something better tomorrow. I'm going to say that again. The biblical definition of hope is a confident expectation of something better tomorrow. God will never have a problem delivering when your anticipation is based on his promises. If your hope is based on God's promises, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to be afraid of because God's going to deliver because that's his word. It doesn't matter what has happened. Better things are coming. You know, in closing, can you guys stand to your feet for me, please? In closing, I want to look at the life of Jesus. And I want to be I want to be short with this. You know, the biggest thing about the plans for our life, for every person here. Man, you may not know the person you're sitting next to. You may not know the person across the aisle. You know, God knows you and he knows your plans. And God wants you to believe in his plans. God wants you to take the following steps to begin to activate and for you to walk in the purpose in which he's created you. But that comes with faith. And we're going to pray right now and ask God for faith because some of you guys are not having faith to walk in God's plans and God's purposes. You know how I know that? Because the Bible says this. In Matthew 13, 57, Jesus went out to a crowd of people and he's over there and he's doing miracles and he's doing different things. And he gets to his own hometown, the place where he was born. And this is what happened. And they took offense to him. Matthew 13, 57 and 58. I'll read it to you. It says, and they took offense at him. But Jesus said to him, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. I'll read that last sentence again. And he did not, Jesus Christ, the one who we're going to pray to right now, the Bible says, And he did not do many miracles there. Because of their lack of faith. You see, the people's lack of faith stopped God from intervening and fulfilling the plans that God had for them. Their lack of faith stopped God like, hold on, God. Nuh-uh. Man, God is trying to do something great and mighty in your life that's going to shake up your life and you'll never be the same. But people's lack of faith would stop that from happening. Man, it's not only for relationships, but also for God to use you. I'm looking at some of you guys, and you guys have been here at the church. You know about Jesus. Man, God wants to set you loose, set you on fire, and take you back to your school and talk to that person. Nobody talks to you, but you can go and talk to them and tell them about Jesus Christ. But some of you guys don't have the faith. You walk on by like, God ain't going to use me. He'll use somebody else. And he did not do many miracles because of their lack of faith. Man, how do you think revival is going to happen? How do you think people are going to hear about the word of God in a culture and an age where they're approving of everything that is anti-God? And they're saying even now it's becoming more and more and more strict to bring up God, to talk about God. As a matter of fact, everybody wants nothing to do with God. How do you think God's going to use you? Man, I'm talking to somebody in here. I'm talking to somebody who's been coming to church, They're doing everything they need to do, but they're not operating in faith in what God wants them to do. They're thinking, God can't use me. God doesn't want to use me. No, not me. I have this issue. And I'm like this. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. God's plans for your life. Are his plans your plans? Can he interrupt your busy day? Hey, man, I want you to pray right now. Man, God, I got to eat. Yeah, I I know you got to eat. But listen, this is really pressing, and I want you to pray right now. You have no idea in the moments that God gets our attention of what's happening around you. Man, someone can be going through something, and when God calls you into prayer at that moment in time, you may not know a person, or God may put something in your heart, and you just pray. God, I just pray for my neighbors right now. I don't know why they come into my mind, but God, I pray for my neighbors. They may be going through some tragedy at the moment. I can't I can't tell you how many times I've heard testimonies of, of people I'll tell you a testimony right now. Um, There was was this incident that happened when I was um, in sixth grade. My brother was in eighth grade. And the plans God has for us to give us a hope in the future. I remember it was was, um, January, and we had just moved into our new house, the place that we live at right now. Some of you guys have been there. Um, but at that point in time, we had just moved in, and I just got out of a volleyball game. I was I was playing on a volleyball team in my, my grammar school, and um, Mom took us home. It was snow just started that day. It was the first day of winter, and, and no one knew where we lived. Mind you, we just moved in here. So the church that we were going to, um, you know, they didn't know where we were, and we didn't tell many people. and And so... We're there, and I just remember my mom dropping us off. She had got us Burger King because we were hungry, so we go in through the side door, and and my bro- my brother stays back with my mom, and and you know they're parking the car, and we generally parked the car at that point in time. They parked it going in, so they drive and parked into the garage with their backs um towards the door. And that day, what had happened was there was a car on the side. There was a car on the side waiting, you know, for somebody to come on by and. So my, parent, my mom and my brother, they park the car, and they get out the car, and these two gentlemen come around the corner. My parents look at them, and one pulls out a gun, and the other one just begins to start yelling and swearing, and saying, give me all your money, give me your jewelry, give it up now. And my mom begins frantically, no, don't hurt us!" She takes out the wallet. She didn't have much, and she gives him the cash, and she's like, here, take it all. And he's like, give me the ring, my mom's ring. My mom's not not the ring. It's like no, get, give me the ring. No, no, no. They begin to grab my mom. To bring her in the corner. One of them already shoot her, shoot her, shoot her. They're bringing my mom. My little brother, eighth grader, begins to yell. Don't take my mom. Take me. No, don't take my mom. Don't take. And she starts crying out more when she hears my my brother saying that, and she's grabbing him. And you can that day. Um, After everything had happened, she had had like a rip because they were pulling her to the side right in the corner. Would have been out of the way, out of sight. Shoot my mom. And at that point, they were having there. They were dragging her. And a car comes down the alley. Man, car comes down the alley. Check this. And they roll up and they slow down and they stop right in front of our garage. Now, mind you, I was inside. So I went and I find the story after everything had happened. But what had happened was. That this family, their daughter was uh, went to my school and you know, they she they were at the volleyball game and they live over by um uh what's that? North and North and um what's that? North and Grand. Right? Yeah, North and Grand. Let me see. Costner and, and, and Grand over there by that McDonald's over there. If you guys don't know about it, that's over there closer to Humble Park. And they're driving up, and they see us, and they kind of see my mom and kind of like this. We're like, hey, hey, guys, everything okay? The man pulls the gun on the guy in the car. The guy in the car um, went to our church. And when he saw that, he speeds around the corner. They call 911, the people who are robbing us. They leave. But the story kind of went like this. We talked to the guy after everything was said and done. You know, my mom and my brother, they were okay. But we talked to the guy. like, man. You have no idea at that moment when you came. You have no idea. They were dragging me, and they were going to shoot me. And you came at that exact moment. He's like, man, Yolanda, we were lost. We were trying to go home. I live right here by the church, y'all. Humble Park is the other way. They got lost, and they ended up by my house. You don't get that lost. It was the first day it was snowing. They were saying, man, we just made different turns. We're trying to go down here. And we ended up right in front of your garage at that very moment. Man, I'll tell you what. If that isn't God saying, man, I have plans for your life, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future not to harm you, then I don't know what is because I could have grown up without a mom in my life since I was in sixth grade. And I remember that day, like, man, everybody was giving God glory. And I remember, God, thank you for sparing my mom. And little things like that remind me that, man, God is for me. God has my back, you know. And I tell you what, I want you guys in this place with all eyes closed, all eyes closed, think about God in your life. You may not understand everything that is happening up to this point. but Let me tell you something. God has a plan specialized just for you. He knows your name. He knows everything you're going to do. And some of us, we need to trust God. And, and that's where it's going to start tonight. Trusting and believing God and letting go. Some of us are, are persistent in our own ways. No, I'm not going to do it like that probably not saying that, but you're doing it by your actions, by not praying. No, I ain't going to pray. I don't got time for that. No, we have to start trusting God. You got to start talking to God. It's going to start there. If we can have some music just playing right now. We're going to close in prayer. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to leave these altars open. When I pray, if you're up here saying, man, I I really want to trust God with my life and the plans that he has for me. It's not easy. But I want to surrender. I want to believe God. Come on, I'm gonna pray right now, and this is gonna be your opportunity. Like in Matthew 13, God could not do anything because of their lack of faith. Come on, let's think that right now and let's have that rewritten and say, Man, you know what? God did do something in elevate because of their faith. So right now, with our eyes closed, God, we give you praise. God, we give you all the glory and all the power. Because, God, we know at any one point in time you can intervene. And, God, you already know the plans you have for us. God, we pray for every person in this place who is having a hard time trusting in your plans. Maybe some of you in here, man, God's wanting to use you to reach your friends, to reach your lunchroom, to reach your school. And you just don't have faith in that. You just are not trusting God in that right now. Tell you what, those are his plans for your life. I'm speaking to somebody in this place. Come on. Right now, search your heart. Come on. Ask the Lord to search your heart. Jesus. Here we go. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that every person in this place, God, God, they wouldn't leave without you touching their life and interfering with their plans. God, we say your plans are our plans. God, right now we pray for the sensitivity, God, for us to realize that we don't have your plans as our priority. God, we pray right now in Jesus' name, God, that you take that blindfold over their eyes. Whatever Satan has made them think that whatever they're choosing over God is better. God, we pray that to be broken off in Jesus' name. God, we pray for your desires to become our desires. Come on, if you want to pray that today, I ask you to leave your seat right now. Come meet me at these altars. Come on, if you want to pray tonight that, God, your desires become my desires, come and meet me here at these altars. Come on. Come on. Come on. Who wants to pray that today? Come on, if you're up here and you want to pray that, come on, start letting it come from your mouth. God, I want your desires to be my desires. And God, I want to trust you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name. Come on. If if I can have some of my 201 leaders just come behind some of these students and just come in agreement with them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you're up here right now, just close your eyes and pray to God, because you know right now we're saying, God, I want your desires to be my desires, and start naming those things that you're struggling to give up, that you're struggling to say, man, God, you can change this plan of my life. Come on, whatever it may be right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, come on, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name right now, in the name of Just a couple more moments. A couple more moments.
4: Hallelujah.
2: I want to share a testimony as, as everybody's praying. If you're praying, keep on praying. But for those who are, you feeling like you're done, I want to encourage you right now that, man, in these moments, you can press in. You can press in. And sometimes just a quick, oh, thank you, God, touch my heart, ain't going to satisfy it. When you're talking about the plans of your life, I mean, you have to go after God. God sees your heart. God knows the kind of prayers that you be praying, like, okay, I'm going to be done. Okay, every, looking at everybody else, they're leaving. Okay, I'm going back to my seat. Man, I'm telling when you, when you're going through things in your life, you can't afford to pray those type of prayers. You can't afford to pray like it's, okay, two minutes have passed. Okay, I'm good. You got to close the door to your room. You got to shut it. You got to lock it. You got to hide the key. You got to put up the music. You got to bring your Bible out. And you got to get ready to pray. Pray, pray, pray. Until you move God. Until you get a response from God. Not just like, man, what did God say? I don't know. You don't know. Why would you stop praying? Hello? Anybody Anybody with me? What did God say? I don't know. Well, he's trying to say something. He's trying to get your attention. Go back and pray. Why well, I didn't pray for a whole them five minutes. That don't mean nothing. If God didn't say anything, it's because he hasn't said it. Go back and pray. And I remember so many times in my life getting to places where I knew that man just praying normally. God, get me, show me my plans for my life in Jesus' name. That ain't gonna cut it, man. There were times when I'm praying, and man, I knew when the when the presence of God came into my room. And I remember those times. I'm praying, and maybe like 30 minutes in, I'm thinking, okay, God, it's 30 minutes. You should be here. And I remember I'm getting closer to the hour mark. God, where you at? Because I knew what God would respond to. I knew. I knew when God came and he spoke to me. I'm getting closer to an hour, past an hour, now. I'm like, okay, you know what? God's trying to teach me a lesson. I'm not going to focus on this clock, and I'm praying. And moments right after, God came, and I remember my response. I hit the floor. I got on my face because God came into the room. His presence was so thick. I knew, oh, my gosh, God is here right now. So I got low. I got on my face and I gave him glory and praise. And I remember those times that were so sweet because after like maybe a long time praying in my mind I'm thinking he's going to come after 30 minutes. He don't do it like that. He waits till he has all of your heart. When time is not an issue but your plans are not an issue God waits. When he has permission to interrupt your day when you give him that. Some of us you know Right now, I'm going to pray a prayer of dismissal, and this is what I want. If you guys want to go overtime, we get to do that, okay? And we're going to put some music on, just some prayer, just some music that just wants to encourage us to go after God in prayer. And I want to encourage some people here today, listen to me, that just praying coming on up here, someone prayed for you, and that's great, and you receive your blessed, some of you guys need to go overtime. How are you going to learn that if not here in a youth group? And let's believe God. God's going to speak and talk. But don't come up here just like, God, speaks to me. No, go after him. Go after God. Pray. How do you do that? Humble yourself. God, I'm nobody. God, I'm nobody. But, God, you're, every, you're everything. God, I don't know nothing about my life. I can have all these plans. But, God, you know my start giving them praise. Start telling God who he is in your life. Humble yourself. Take yourself off the your throne of your life and place God there. God, I I don't know what I'm going to do for my family, but God, I give you my family. Go after God. Humble yourself. Come up here. Don't come up here and say, man, God, come to me. No, God, I, God, I, I want you to speak to my heart. I'm going after you, God. So we're going to get some music playing right now. So I'm going to pray a general player of dismissal. If you guys, you know, are blessed, you guys want to hang out, we're going to leave the, the, the front area open for you guys. But we're going to go overtime here. Amen. And I don't know how long we're going to go, but we're going to go at an appropriate time so that we can do rise later tonight. But you guys don't worry about the time. For those who want to stay here, hey, you, you pray until God responds. That's what we're going with, okay? All right, so I'm going to pray for those who want to hang out. You know, we're going to have some leaders back there just hanging out with you. Um, But I'm going to pray right now for that dismissal. For those who want to stay, we're going to leave these altars open and you guys go after God. God, I pray in Jesus' name, God. We, We pray for every student here and God, how you spoke to them and how you're revealing your plans to us, God. We thank you that you have our best in mind. We can trust and believe that. We can bank on that every single time, and God, help us to believe in that. God, help us to walk it out so that it doesn't be cheap words coming from our mouth, but, God, that our footsteps, God, that our actions would follow it, would back it up, God. This week, let us start back when we get to home. God, tonight, God, let it happen during the weekend when we're with our friends, God. And, God, especially when we go back to school, help us to live that out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. If you're here and you want to pray, listen, don't wait for music, okay? Find a place in this sanctuary and just begin to pray. Open up your heart, okay? Come on.
4: is all As blood and righteousness I did not trust the sweetest friend but holy trust in Jesus
3: name Come on, every voice my hope is big Jesus' blood.